Hey everyone, and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about The Handmaid's Tale, Season 2, Episode 6. It's called First Blood. Full spoilers for the episode, as always. Uh, and apologies, this is a day later than normal. Uh, mm. Blame Connor, basically, is the short explanation. But we will <laughs> move on swiftly. Uh, I have to say, the title of this one made me worried. Okay, I get you. Yeah. First Blood. Especially since I thought, wasn't last week technically First Blood? I mean... I mean <laughs> <laughs> what, what's no, what, what blood's now? Like, come on, too much blood. Uh, this show tends to have me worried, though. So uh, obviously, we'll we'll dive into the. I feel like because the first few episodes had almost none of Serena Join, the commander, we're really sort of diving into where they're at this season and making up for lost time. Pretty much. Also, uh, the discovery of a, a bed sheet with a glory hole built into it, which baffled my mind i'd never seen that in my life uh i think i think that's a, a new thing <laughs> but to, to to be conservative while having sex is that is that the point of the, the glue hole in the bed sheet? maybe yeah I, I don't know just just go to a bathroom find one <laughs> if that's what you're going to do yeah yeah well, that does seem easier um, well let's start off on that subject and let's start off in nick and his wife eden uh because yeah sure some interesting stuff came from this that I thought was pretty dynamic in terms of like just all all the mixing of emotions that was going on mm. uh, throughout. Where Nick tries to go to to June and talk to her and you know basically procure him love. At one point he does say he loves her, uh, which is not met with much of a response. Uh, and she's like, "Well, you should talk to your wife." Is basically her response, and it's kind of awkward. And he's like, "You know, I had no choice in that." And she's like, "No, I know, but we can't keep sneaking around. It's like too risky." Uh, and then later on, Eden comes and speaks to June. She's wanting advice. And obviously, every time they're in the room together, it's awkward as shit. You know, yeah. she, she'll say like, you know, praise be, blessed be thy fruit. Whatever. There's always like really like just awkward pauses between the you know the the, the praise be you know yeah. uh, under his eye you know, and then the, whatever the response is of, of whatever the applicable response for that one is. There's always a really awkward pause. Yeah. Uh, so so that's always sort of lingering, and eventually she comes to him. And she's like, "Oh, you went out again last night." And I'm, you know, and she's at first she's like really concerned. She she feels rejected, like, "Oh, I'm ugly. He doesn't want me." And mm. uh, June like assures her that's not the case. And then she just jumps to, "Oh, what if he's a gender betrayer?" I think was the the phrase she used, or gender, gender traitor. traitor. Yeah, traitor. That was what it was. Uh, mm. And of course, June's like then worried because, oh shit, if she says that to someone, like, you know, that that does not seem like a state that are going to. Take innocent until proven guilty as a as a mantra. As a <laughs> no, no, not at all. That's it. He's on the wall. Yeah, straight straight to the noose, uh, basically. And apparently, the plural of noose is niece, as someone in the comments pointed out after we were questioning that. I think oh, really? that's. I think that sounds weird to me. It sounds. I mean, it's spelled differently, of course, but it sounds like you're talking about your niece if you're, you know, if you're an uncle or an auntie. It does. It does. But, I mean, I, I guess it makes sense. You have your goose becomes geese. So noose becomes niece. I get it, but I don't, I don't like it. You say that as if wrong. every rule in the English language actually is consistent. Oh, oh none of them are. That's that's the beauty of the, of the English language. It's a mess. Yeah, we're at a point now where they're not allowed to t- teach uh, I before E unless after C because there's actually more examples of that not being the case than that being the case. Yeah. It's been outlawed. <laughs> yeah. It's a stupid rule. Because the English language is full of nonsense. So, And somehow we just all soldier on. Barely, but we do. Uh, so obviously, this is an interesting dynamic, and it gets to this point where June like says to Nick, "Hey, you better, you know, go through with this." So she's starting to get suspicious that you're, mm. you know, you're going to end up in the wall. And 
he, you know, a quite, you know, normal, healthy response from him is, she's 15. <laughs> he doesn't feel very comfortable. In fact, we even see that dinner scene where they're, they're sitting having dinner together. And she keeps saying, oh, did you like the food? I can change it. And he's, he's just, you know, he's trying to be nice. And, oh, that's just great. It's fine, thanks. And he goes to like, get his plate at one point And she's like, no, 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 that's my job, silly. And she's, so it's very... Like super brainwashed, early age. Like this is your yeah, role. She's, she's like I said last week. She's proper into all of this. You know, she has been indoctrinated fully. Yeah, I'm still not convinced that she completely believes it all, or if she's just doing everything she's supposed to do and say. Does that make sense? I think she does believe it because I, I, I think I, I don't think she comes to June and says that she's thinking he might be a gender traitor. Okay, I'll give if you that. She doesn't that, believe in it. That is the one bit of evidence that actually makes me think she does actually believe all this crap. Yeah. Because everything else up until that point, I'm like, no, she believes she's supposed to do this or she'll get into trouble. Right, all the yeah. rest of it she can write, you can write off as an act if you want to. Mm. But that, it, do, it doesn't track for me. Yeah. Um, although, I, honestly, I kind of I kind of read it as uh, her being naive. and like She believes it to, to an extent... But she's not really grown old enough and really thought about it enough to actually have her own right. No, I, I think I think she believes it right now because yeah. she hasn't she doesn't know any better. She hasn't seen the the, the horror. You know, she's been very isolated growing up, separate. You know, oh clearly, yeah, at home. She, she she's not really been part of this world in a in a larger sense. So she doesn't really understand the horror of it. And Jin's response to this, you know, when he says, "Oh, she's 15, and she turns around and says, "Oh, you don't want to screw someone you don't want to." And I'm like, damn, Jin! That was, like, like <laughs> yeah, so yeah. real and so, like, true. And don't get me wrong, like, you sympathise with Nick because, of course, the one difference here being that he doesn't want to do this because he sees it as inappropriate, whereas, you know, Jin and all the other handmaids are just... For- you know, the other ones yeah. who are physically assaulted. One is clearly worse than the other. But, like, obviously you... you, you you sympathise with his opinion, of course you do. Any any normal person would. Uh, but she kind of has a point. <laughs> like, oh, she definitely does. Like, suck it up, basically. Yeah, suck it up and do it. How many times have I had to have sex with, you know, Commander Waterford? Like, you're yeah. going to have to just do it. Suck it up and do it. And it really made me... I was thinking about this, actually, during the episode. I was like, how do they show this when it happens? Because it doesn't matter what the plot is. At the end of the day, this is a, an actor who's, like, what, 30? With an actress who, I mean, she may be a couple of years older than she actually is portraying here, but it's going to feel uncomfortable, no matter what it they is. do. Yeah. Like, they, I mean, because I was like, oh, they can't show a kiss. Not, not, be- that this, not that this show has ever shied away from being uncomfortable. Oh, no, but I, I think that there's a line here that you don't go over, even in this show, where you don't show, like, someone grown kissing someone who's, like, underage. No, fair enough. You know, I think that's like a, a line that wasn't, and so, and I think that's notable. The reason why I say that because I think they avoided a kiss. They, 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 they did this thing where it's really uncomfortable. Don't get me wrong. The, the glory hole sex scene was, you know, Something chilling. else entirely. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was awkward. It was uncomfortable. Um, and nothing more romantic than finishing rolling over and uh, her saying, <laughs> "I think it worked." And if it didn't, we'll keep trying. <laughs> I think it worked. Yeah, three seconds yep. later. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, yeah, the, the whole thing, like, it was just, it was a fascinating thing where, like, June's response, June's saying, "Oh, you don't want to screw someone, you don't have to, or you, you don't want to do it, but you have to." Like, that was such a good sort of like wrench in like the the way I was thinking about this plotline. Like up until now, it was like, "Oh no, this is awful for Nick. He has to go through this." And it's like, "Oh, she's kind of right. Like, she she has more of a point here than I could have really predicted." And 
it's 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 a fast it's it's a testament to how complex the the layers of the drama are in this show, where mm. oh shit yeah now we're like everyone's in these positions where they have like no good choices they have choices to a point but they're all terrible and more often than not one of them will lead to assassination or execution of some well, kind. Well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The choice here is sleep with the underage girl or be executed. Now, of course, my logical brain's thinking, well, Nick, just stop her from worrying, sit her down and say, hey, you know, I, I remember a time before this and I, I don't think it's appropriate until you're, you know, X age. I think I, I think that gets him in trouble either way. It probably will. I'm just saying, you think he would try and talk to her about it. But, of course, he's equally uncomfortable and doesn't know what to say. He, he's but very... Even that, I think, you know, if if she reports that he said that, I think he could get in trouble. Because, mm. you know, that whole thing is, okay, we're not having enough kids. And he, he's, you know, this is time where she's fertile that he's wasting as far as the, the state is concerned. Yeah. So, get to work, essentially, is, is, is what they're saying. So, I think he gets in just as much trouble. If she reports him. If she reports him. But he, he obviously can't risk that because... She's, she seems very devout to him. Yeah. Every, everything she says to him, he, he has no reason to assume he, he she won't you know, report him. Maybe instead of pushing off to a certain age, though, like, even just sitting down saying, hey, we got married like two days ago, right? <laughs> right you clearly haven't done this before. Out of respect to you feeling comfortable, why don't we wait like a week? And just, you know, get comfortable with each other. So maybe that conversation could have worked. Maybe. I think she's a bit, again, I think she's very eager, right? She's constantly like, hey, let's do this. I think she's equally eager and terrified, though. She does not look comfortable and excited at all. No, no, that's fair. But I think, again, she she is like, no, no, this is what we do. Let's let's do it. (laughs) I think you're painting her in a different light than she is. I I think you're painting her as a lot more... I I feel like eager's the wrong word because... Again, I, I see it coming more of a place from fear in the society yeah, around she, her. She doesn't seem that afraid to me. Oh, I disagree. I think she's terrified. I mean, I, I think she's terrified of, like, Serena Joy, don't get me wrong, and, and the, the commander. And, you know, <laughs> of the... course, everyone's terrified of Serena Joy. <laughs> right, no, no, she, she's, she's, she's terrified of the, the people with the, the power who she's not really experienced before. She doesn't know how to talk to them. I think she's afraid of the, the situation of being wrong, but I don't think she's that afraid of where she is you know I, I don't think she going back to her being naive i don't think she understands enough to be afraid yet uh i don't know it's just i'm not getting this just outright eagerness from her because to me every time she's in a scene even with whether it's with nick whether it's june whether it's with Serena or joy it doesn't matter who it is there is this uncomfortable expectation where she knows she's supposed to do something and she's accepted she's going to do it but it doesn't feel like she's like when she's worried that he's not doing something, it's because she's been trained to expect that to happen, rather than because yeah. she's excited about the prospect of it itself. Right, right. But I mean, is, is she's the one always pushing it. She doesn't seem like she's afraid to have it happen. You know, she's she's always like, "Hey, let's do this." You know, it's like you know, we're, we're supposed to be doing. It's eager to fulfil the expectations rather than like excited. But but I think she's eager to be doing what she thinks she's supposed to be. But again, I, I, I just think that's out of like a general fear, and not not in a fear like, like she's just immediately already scared of what's going to happen. But more in that this is because I think the difference between her and Nick, you know, outside of whatever everything else he does, is that he is comes from a world before this time. 
He remembers everything else, where she, Clilly's, you know, at least at a young enough age, was already in this world, and it was like, no, now you're trained for this thing. She has such tunnel vision in what's expected of her, which is what the society wants. It's what, you know, they, they right. want everyone to see themselves as just this thing, and that's all you can be. Um, and I don't know, so I, I get that, that feeling from it, that uh, she, she's, I don't know, I, I just... I don't know. I think she could be devout and get more devout as we go out of fear. But you know, I think I think they'll you know it'll be interesting to see where they go with her. I am intrigued to see how it plays in the future. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's definitely as far as adding characters to the mix goes. This is definitely an interesting one to put as with as, as someone this young and someone you know theoretically it's, it's, innocent. It's it's you know not just a, a fresh set of eyes in terms of a new character perspective. You know, new characters. It's because it's just we've we've not had someone of this age. You know, someone who this is relatively new to someone who didn't who doesn't necessarily know how it yeah. was before as, a, as an adult at least plus on top of that it's kind of like how we met the family uh, that june interacted with is that up until then we hadn't really even encountered anyone who wasn't either a handmaid in terms of the the, the women of the, the world we hadn't encountered anyone who was a, who wasn't a handmaid a martha or a commander's wife right mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Because we had a lot of questions in season one about, okay, what about all the other people that, you know, weren't seen as you know, criminals, so they weren't, you know, yeah, handmaids. Yeah, we, we just had the the people who were in the system, like, yeah. you know, like the aunts and... You know, yeah, the, on the aunts, of course, yeah, that's the one I left out. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah, but, you know, aunts, handmaids, uh, yeah. Martha's, they're all in the system. And this Whereas, is someone who isn't, this, you know, Eden is... As, as close as, a, as as they can get to free, I guess. Yeah, until, of course, she does something she's not supposed to, or, yeah, uh, I, I I say that she's she's still. I, I assume in this society belongs to Nick. I assume that's how. It oh works yeah, given society. how this society functions, absolutely. Right. but yeah. not quite as literally as the case of the name. Right, she she isn't of Nick. No, she's not. She's still Eden. Right. She, she's, so she's Mrs. She, she, whatever Nick's last name. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Blaine. So she has Mrs. A, she Blaine. Has a, she has a bit more freedom comparatively. Yeah, but again, it's it's almost very. Uh, like a, a phantom freedom shouldn't really but it, no. you know, it's presented I, I mean, as such but I, I could i could see an argument that she has more freedom than serena joy though because oh, as much yeah. as serena has the more power um she she is very much a, just as much a slave to her her position right she has all these expectations of her as well and she is more publicly scrutinized i guess the the the, the expectations for her as a commander's wife are higher than just as a regular wife. Uh, yeah, sure, I, I guess. I, I feel like I don't know. She can get away with a bit. She can get away with even less because there's more people watching her. If I hadn't seen her operate <laughs> the way she has, I mean, I, agree that with that. I, I don't know if I do. I, I feel like the, the freedom's probably about the same. But you're right; she has way more power. She certainly yeah. has more avenues open to like do things she's not supposed to. Uh, but it's, you know, it also answers questions we had. Like, because I think in season one we were talking about, oh, how did they get married? And we never brought, talked about this last week. But okay, now we know. Now it's like arranged. They're, they're, they're yeah. giving to each other. It's, so you know, uh, that's uh, that's the depressing answer to that. So anyway, uh, where to go next? So let's talk about uh, flashbacks then. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Uh, Serena Joy. We get we get a flashback. She, she gets some flashbacks this episode. Taking her back to when she was touring with her book, uh, The Women's Place, or A Women's Place. And we see, and this is probably one of the most kind of uh, true to the time uh, sequences we've had, I think. 
because it was it was directly addressing the idea that everyone, you know, she she goes out to this angry crowd, and they're they're shouting, you know, fascist and much harsher words than that. The, uh, a Nazi, see. Yes, yes, that was that was the one that stuck out. The, the one that I'm not allowed to say on YouTube anymore. Yeah, but there was lots of flipping off. There was lots of uh, you know just angry protests, and then you had your alt right people kind of spread around, looking yeah. quite pleased about the whole thing. Um, so that definitely felt like it was a lot more in tune to things we talk about right now. Uh, mm. Closest we've ever got, I think. Um, now, obviously, all this issues we talk about are all things that are happening, but this just feels really topical in terms of it the does, last yeah. year or so. Um, and I thought it was handled pretty well, actually. Um, it, it was kind of interesting seeing it from her perspective. This is like a almost like a horror scene of like being attacked and then almost assassinated. It is. She, she doesn't understand why they're being this vicious to her. Yeah. And what really got me, the, the dark irony of the scene, though, is um, both the, the sort of the, the lecturer or maybe her campaign manager, whoever it was, who was like sort of talking to her. And then at one point, either her or the commander said this as well, but... They said, oh, this is ridiculous. We should be allowed to speak our opinion. This is America. And, of yeah. course, the dark irony is that is that they're going to take that away. Yes. No one can do that anymore. They they are using the freedoms to get their ideology out there, and then they're going to take all the freedoms away. <laughs> it's so. funny because, you know, we, we spoke a lot last season about how, you know, uh, Serena was complicit in creating this world and uh, yeah. has some regret about that, obviously, in, and in I think some that's, ways. I think that's still true in this episode. There's a lot of... There is. I I don't think they, the, or at least I don't think she ever meant for it to get as far as it did, in the sense of. Mm. No, I I think she still expected people to be able to have opinions, right? Very possibly. I, I think that's something we'll get more of as we get more flashbacks with her and see kind of, you know, what, what specifically she was aiming for. Uh, the way you phrased that, it makes it makes me think of like she essentially wrote this bible, and then other people took it and kind of like got what they wanted out of it they corrupted pretty, it and, pretty much yeah yeah uh, I, I can totally see that comparison and uh you know once they actually come in power we see that uh, you know fred goes off and murders the whoever tried to kill her well actually he murders his wife and lets him live so that he can live in the pain of watching his wife die it's pretty brutal yeah it's probably the like the actual most like outright violent we've seen him be we've never seen him actually outright execute someone before he's been very refined usually yeah. He's very much, you know, he, he presents this, you know, the upper class man, right? Yeah. And it's obviously the title of First Blood. Uh, arguably uh, references her being shot. It also references what happens at the end of the episode, I think, in the opposite side. Like, this is the Resistance's First Blood. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if it actually is, but it feels in the show it feels I, that way. I, I think you can obviously go to, to Nick and uh, Eden's first encounter. Oh, you're going there. All right. I, I'm just saying, yeah, I'm just saying, it's got a lot of meanings. <laughs> There's a, a lot of uses for the title this week. Take your pick. <laughs> oh my god. That, that one is, that, is, that, is, that, is that what the porn parody of uh, First Blood is? It's uh, taking someone's virginity. <laughs> oh, I kind of hope so. I don't know what Rambo First Blood Part 2 a porn parody is, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I know. <laughs> <laughs> That was <coughs> that was an anal sex joke for anyone not following at home, um, and that's why they changed the title on the third one to just Rambo Three because well yeah yeah we ran out what, what, what are you going to screw after that the year I mean that, uh, anyway 
No, I wasn't either, but geez, uh, even Hammy's tail can send us down the comedy path at times. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, where was it? Oh yeah, flashback. Serena Joy, yeah, so Serena Joy yeah. in the present day stuff. Obviously, she has this odd guilt in the first half of the episode, and I know her too well at this point to actually take this as sincere. Yeah. Of course, well, I think she is genuinely guilty, but I think she's more guilty of, you know how like, uh, you know, Lydia was telling her, hey, you have to have a, a nice atmosphere in the house, and mm. I think she feels guilty that she is responsible for what almost happened to the baby. Not because she's resp- you know, she's guilty about June. No, of course not. She hates June, but she she's guilty about what happened to the baby, and... I think it's I think it's a very selfish guilty as well. You know, like when when oh, yeah. you when you feel guilty and you 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 know there's that like, you, know, you feel a bit sick to your stomach sort of feeling. I I get the sense that you know when she's doing this and you know to make up for it, mm. it's not to like publicly apologize. Like that. It's just so that feeling goes away for her, so that she's just not bothered by it anymore. So it's funny actually. Uh, that this kind of like apology is brought up this week on this week's Supergirl, which I know you've not watched it, but. Yeah. It's just interesting like, that idea of like I'm only apologising because it'll make me feel better is actually something that comes up. Oh, fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll to get that. to that. I didn't think there'd be a correlation between Handmaid's Tale and Supergirl this week, but somehow we found one. I mean, I, I expect that more than the anal sex jokes, I'll be honest. <laughs> You've not watched the episode yet. You can look forward to that. Uh, <laughs> John Jones has a nasty surprise. Uh, so... Yeah, so so she like she's feeling guilty, and she all of a sudden like, and we we kind of got a glimpse of this last season. Remember when she, she was late, like June was late that one episode, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, you sit and you'll be waited on hand and foot. Uh, she's been really nice. Yeah, yeah, and even this episode, like Rita brings in soup at one point, and she's like, you know, I'm sorry you have to like you know run around after me like this, and she's like, well, enjoy it while you can because this is yeah. this is temporary, uh, and that's really interesting. In fact, that was a really funny scene, because Nick's like, oh, that smells nice, where's mine? He's like, speak to your wife, <laughs> and she walks out. <laughs> Rita's got a mouth. When Rita can get away with uh, being yeah. catty, she'll uh, she'll do it. Uh, but that was a friendly line. Uh, so, so, yeah, so, but there's all these little moments that, because really, obviously there's a lot of Janelle on, like, whenever Serena Joy, like, talks about her baby, or taking care of the baby, like, you know, the acting again uh, was phenomenal. Like is, you know, yeah. Moss, like just those little mannerisms, those little reactions to all the it's, little things that are said. I think it's the stare that she's got. It's like a really blank stare. Yeah, and, and then just it'll, a reaction will just kind of sneak out of it for every so often. Yeah, and it's always like when someone refers to the baby as not hers or or whatever. Mm. And you know, there's a couple of times when she openly talks about like because at one point the uh, the gynecologist kind of like wheels around and says, "Hey." Like, was there any complications in your first pregnancy? Uh, and it's that's really awkward because you know you can see Serena Joy gets really awkward, and that's why you know Serena Joy like, hey, do you want to see the you know the sonogram? Do you want? And she opens the the, the divider, uh, which of course of course I mean obviously you have uh, like these for some things, but you know I think it's very important that in this society there's a giant divider so that it's no no it's between the mother and the gynecologist, the the actual handmaid. She's just you know behind this wall. She's not important. Oh, of course, uh, it, it is really just segregating them from the uh, their vagina from, from the process as much as possible. <laughs> She's segregated from her own vagina. That is basically is, what's happening yeah. in this scene. Uh, but now there's all these great little moments, and you know she's trying to be really nice, and we see her on her own, like, and you get the sense of uh, the one the regret of like what she's done to society the where it really came in for me obviously there's the scene where she comes in and she's knitting she's having June sleep in the couch downstairs so you can't claim those stairs in your condition 
and as you know, it's a very interesting scene because they're, they're almost having like actual an actual conversation. That almost, and this is where I'm like, you can't trick me, show. I know what she's like. I'm not accepting this. But it was it was a very genuine conversation to the point where June offers, "Hey, do you want to feel the baby?" And compare that to the scene from a couple of weeks ago when she snuck in at night <laughs> and had a feel. Yeah, completely different. Uh, and of course, she wakes up at one point and she goes and speaks to the commander, who's having a having a snack. As you do, I can I can relate. Sitting with a full loaf of bread and just cutting slices and adding on cheese to each one, one by one. I'm not gonna lie, I've been there. I've done it as well. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Yeah, I mean, I've done it as well. Uh, you know, once or twice in my life, I may have demolished an entire loaf of bread. <laughs> what, what, what are you gonna do? Ah. Uh, is this, I mean, this is basically a joke that men don't know how to cook, so we just sit there with the, the two main things and just God, shove them in our mouth at the same is, time. Is that I actually do all the cooking in, in, in my home. You're just too lazy sometimes. Yeah, just sometimes I just want a loaf of bread. Bread and butter. It's, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, he was rocking some cheese, though, so you can't, uh, can't fault it. And June kind of gets a little bit close to him and says, Hey, are you mad at me? We've not spoken much since I got back. Uh, you know, and I think it's interesting for me how he kind of ping pongs between him and Serena this episode. Because after this, he goes to Serena when she's out in the garden at one point in our little greenhouse, and kind of tries to like, open up to her and get her to open up back to him. And she's kind of cold. She kind of like you know puts her, pushes him away, mm-hmm. and then almost immediately, you know, this is after of course the big scene where June asks for a f- to to meet to meet Hannah again. She's like, hey, can I can I see her just once, just to know she's okay? Because you know, and this is at a moment where uh, Serena is showing off the new nursery, and her complete demeanor changes. Because at this point, like, because I think from June's perspective, and I think from our perspective as the audience, we're like, look, give her this one thing. She's done so. You've forced her into this society. You're doing so much. But from Serena's point of view, it's like, oh no, I was being nice to her, and she just wants more things. How dare yeah. she ask for something else like that? Uh, but she pushes the commander back, and I think it's interesting that he ping pongs like he has that scene with Drew in the kitchen. It's kind of awkward. He kind of tries to be nice, and it's kind of weird. And she kind of pushes him off. He goes to his wife, and then she pushes him off, and that's when that's what bounces him back over to uh, June, and he's got the photo. He's because he knows what she wants. So he's brought a photo of Hannah, and her, you know, June's reaction to the photo was like phenomenal. It was you know she was crying. She's like, and then it it goes from being sweet. To being a little creepy as he puts his hand on the stomach for to to feel the baby, and then his hand slides up onto her breast, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, that, that that literally that was like a that was literally a slider of creepiness. It was just like zoop. All right, we're well, in creepy territory now. And it's like, oh, the whole thing's a move. And she has to play along to a point. Ultimately, she gets him away by saying, "Hey, I'm worried it could harm the baby," and that sells him on it, and he leaves. But. Uh, you know, the whole thing, just, you feel icky. <laughs> like, not that you've not felt icky before whenever he's made his moves on her, but this especially felt icky. It did. I think I think the difference is before, when we had it, it was either, you know, the, the, the specific time of the month, the ritual, right, where that was the worst. But then the other times, there was actually some sort of a relationship forming. They were having conversations, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, it still felt like, uh, like she would never I, be a part of that conversation if she wasn't coerced into it, but yeah. Oh, oh, of course, but at least there was a pretense of it. Sure, yeah, it was a pretense, yeah. Whereas here, it's just like, hey, 20 seconds, here's my attempt, all right, now I'm going for it. Yeah. 
Um, and add on to the fact that he literally just bounced back and forth between the two of them. Oh no, I got my wife. Oh, my wife rejected me. Okay, back back to the handmaid. Yeah, it's like I guess, I guess she'll do. Yeah, it, it feels very very slimy. Uh, on top of everything else that you know, it feels with uh, him and, and June and everything else. So no, so all that stuff was uh, again. It was great for the little reactions. It was great for the uh, June playing off of every character. Nick's conflictment was uh, confliction rather was very good. Uh, Eden as well. All that stuff was gold. And but here's here's probably my favorite scene when it comes to the regret. I was getting to this earlier, but I kind of went sidetracked. Is it's when she's still being nice to June and she invites her friends. Not that they're, they're allowed friends, but she invites her friends round, other handmaids, including Off Clan, which they did remind us. Uh, she she you know she can't speak. She got her tongue cut out, and you know. June comes in, it's kind of awkward, she sits down and, you know, Serena's serving them, she's giving them pie and she's pouring tea and... And, and obviously no one's saying anything except, you know, the bare minimum. Well, no, that's what really cracked me up. She's like, hey, you know, chat, catch up. And then the first thing they say is we've been blessed with kind weather and I'm like, they don't really have friends because they're not allowed to talk about anything. Like, this is, like... Do, do you know what I loved about this, though? Is, you know, so they, they do that and, and Serena's like, no, no, no. Talk like you do on your walks. Like, you know, all, all the wives, all the rest of them, they know that they are friends. They know that they oh, talk sure, yeah. when, when they're alone. They they, they, they just and they, they just turn a blind eye to it. So they kind of let them have that. This is the extreme version of, like, when you're in class and there was that one day where the teacher said, you know what, it's okay, you can talk today. And then everyone goes quiet because no one knows what to say because <laughs> the teacher <laughs> said it's okay. <laughs> yeah. That, that uh, we never had that. I don't know what that's like. Yeah, well, you never had that? No. That's weird. Well, I went, I went to a nice reasonable school. I'm sorry. Well, what's the benefit to that? Other than the, 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 the them going, well, this will shut them up. Uh, it's just in days where, like, you know, it's getting towards the end of term. Work wasn't as important. You know, we're wrapping up for the year. Okay. You ever had a slow period where, okay, this is just kind of an extra period. I don't really need this one for anything. Yeah, but I, I don't think we ever had a teacher acknowledge that, oh, you can just talk. I'm sorry, you had you had robotic teachers who never had like a huge shred of human decency in them. But I mean, I, I mean, they'll let you get away with it if you talk. They don't just stop you unless you get like loud or going way too long. Yeah, but they they never like acknowledge it. Well, I'm sorry. That just is a sign of a is an inhumane person to me. Well, maybe, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't think I'd be bragging about my teachers in this episode, but apparently, you know, I, I, I didn't realize this was something that my teachers fell down on. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe my teachers were the weird ones. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. It felt like a normal thing to do at the time. <laughs> but hey, I think I think this is the problem. You you, you kind of get a you know one school for however long. You don't really have the context to compare it with another set of teachers. Yeah, most people don't move around multiple schools. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but hey, so. So that scene was fantastic though because Serena then starts to like prompt them and eventually it's June who says something that isn't just part of the script. You know, she she actually says, "Hey, do you remember this cafe place?" And it's this place where you know she would go and get drinks and cake or whatever, right? Brunch. And sorry, brunch, Br- brunch, sure, sure, yeah, brunch. I, I'm I'm not someone who's ever been for brunch. I've been on occasion. If I was, I didn't know it was brunch. <laughs> uh, the, the, the only reason I, I remember is because one of the others was like, I know, I went for brunch. 
Well, you went for food. It's fine. You know, you don't yeah. have to go. Oh, I, I, you know, can't go there. That's a brunch only place. Yeah, I, I've never been concerned with naming my meals. I, I, I'm like, is I, it food? Can I shove it in me? Yeah, that's pretty much that's it. good for me. But they started talking about this place, and I, like one of the others is like, oh yeah, I have been there, and they, oh, it was nice and that. And then, you know, Serena's like standing there staring at them. She knows this place, and she, you know, she's after a couple of seconds of like just you know reacting to it she joins in she joins in and says oh yeah i've been been in that place hey, maybe we were even there at the same time and it's like this really like bittersweet thing where she's like they're not allowed to do that anymore hell i'm not even allowed to go there anymore yeah <laughs> like you know it's all this stuff that's being lost and it feels really awkward and of course the awkward part, part before this is she tries to talk to off glenn yeah because she doesn't know that her tongue's been cut out and she like asks her like the question like three times and then realizes why she can't speak and everyone's just gonna sit. And I think that's when June jumps in with the uh, the cafe, yeah, uh, talk. But just to fill the silence. But it's a really good scene, and it, 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 it and I don't know if June was intending like this because oftentimes June will subtly get jabs in it, Serena, when she can. But it does kind of feel like a, almost like a an unintentional jab of like, hey, this is the way things used to be. Like we all cared about this things. We are reminiscing of times before this because we don't want to reminisce about anything that's happened since the worlds came like this. No, that stuff's happy. We're going to talk about stuff from before because that's when life was reasonable. Yeah, Maybe good it's not times. good. It was better. <laughs> it was better. It was certainly that, better. That, that is undeniable. So uh, I mean, except for the 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 rare few, because we have had some of them who think this world is better because you know they they were in bad places before. Oh, it was offline. Offline two point Yeah, exactly. So we, we we've we've had a few that are like, no, no, this is better. But even she eventually saw the horrors of this world, which led to yeah. the tongue being cut out. So. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's a big thing, and obviously, uh, like I, I just I think um, everything with Serena's guilt that might be there, even if she's not wanting it, it's, it's almost a you know the sunk cost fallacy. Where I mean, obviously at this point she doesn't really have much of a choice, but it's that kind of thing where once you've committed to an argument, even once you realise you're in the wrong, you put you, so much into it that you you feel like you should just stick it out. Yeah, you just keep going with it anyway. And it kind of it feels like an extreme version of that where she can't admit that she's guilty or she has regrets because she's made the world the way it is and she has to just live in it now. She doesn't yeah. have a choice of going back. And I think her one day accepting that she doesn't have that choice or that she wants to but can't will be a big character beat for her. I don't think she's ever going to be a heroic character or a character that we we root for no, in but that more sense. Sympathetic. Yeah. I mean, I think at the very least she's layered enough that I don't. I mean, I hate her guts. Don't get me wrong, but she's a, a fully fledged person that I hate, not just like a villain. She's not a caricature. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's it. Because as much as we're talking about, you know, she has this guilt every so often, like this episode. Yeah. The when when she finally realizes the guilt of creating this world is going to be fantastic. Yes. Like her, because you know we we see how much she tries to make amends in this episode, when she feels guilty over something relatively small, right? Yeah. So when she feels guilty for something that huge, what does she try and do? Does she do something big that helps? Yeah, right, exactly. Is it one like, big thing? It's like, okay, I can't live with this, I need to do something good. Mm. You know, uh, I don't know what that would be. Like, uh, this is, no, this I have is, no idea. This is probably another season or two down the line. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's anytime soon. Uh, but, no, and... I, I, I think it's a, tr- I think it's a very interesting examination of, so, you know, someone being indoctrinated by something like the alt right, and 
coming to believe their things but not fully understanding what it's actually going to lead to and the dangers of that um you know um because i I think going back to that flashback we were saying with all the dark irony i think at one point says we only want to like talk about our ideas but actually that's all we're doing well yeah that's what you're doing right now but i mean we've seen how it ends up like we, we, we know where it goes so uh so that's a big thing uh of course the other plot that leads to the final scene of this episode is the fact that we're building a new handmade center, a new fancy handmade center, and uh, Liddy is all, all proud. It's a miracle, praise be, building my new center, it's all my building. We can process lots of girls now. And of course, the higher ups, you know, including Price, like, oh, you know, Fred, are we going to be ready? We've got to be ready. We're, going to, we're bringing all the, you know, all the commanders and higher ups from around to come and see this place. So it'll be ready. And sure enough, they've got everyone there. And if, we should mention the little, the little scene with Nick, actually. Nick comes up to Price and asks to be moved. Yeah, uh, uh, and because obviously, uh, you know, Fred last week was like, "Hey, let's get rid of Nick." Not not in that words, but you know, yeah, he wanted him gone, and, and I was just like, "No, nah, we'll we'll keep him around." And you know, we, you you he's a loyal man. You want him there? Yeah, because of course, all, all the way back back to his introduction episode. Next thing was, "Oh, you're there to spy on the commander as much as you are anyone else." Like, yeah, you're, you're spying on everyone, and he even says, "Hey, there's, no, I've, there's stuff I've not told you about Fred." Like. We're going to have mm. to, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I am intrigued as to what exactly he has on him. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. And, and more importantly, why he hasn't shared it already. I mean, at the very least, we know he knows about the Jezebels because he drove to the Jezebels place. Yeah, but this is the thing: is I don't think that gets him in that much trouble. I think because all the other commanders are all doing the same right, thing. Right, I, yeah, I think probably. it's well, you know how I was saying, you know, uh, the, the wives know that the handmaids talk amongst themselves, and they kind of just allow it. I think it's the same with the the Jezebels for the commanders. It's like yeah, the, it's it's allowed because it's like you know, all right, it keeps them. Not in by line, the waves, by the the organization. That, yeah, just to make that clear, it's not, it's not like Serena Joy is okay with him going off to the Jezebels. No, of course not. But 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 the the, the rest of the organization, they're, they're like, okay, fine, you you let them do that, and it keeps them in line, right? It's it's a small thing. So, I don't I don't think that does much if, if telling them that. So it's got to be something else. Yeah, no. Um, if he really has something, is this Nick making a play of some kind? I, I don't yeah, know. It could be, yeah. Uh, so, but the big thing here, though, is all the handmaids are like outside the building there because you know it's a big glass, you know, window sort of walls, right? Mm. And they're all around the outside, and Off Glen Two Point steps out of the line and starts walking behind them and around to the door. And I don't know if it's well, uh, uh, well choreographed here or whatever, or well telegraphed, or if my mind just jumped to it, but as soon as she took a step backwards, I knew what she was going to do. Yeah, same. Because there was like the, the obvious thing, and I think the episode did a really neat thing of reminding you in that, that brunch scene with Serena Joy of what's happened to her, so that when we get to this scene at the end, you know she has a vendetta here. You know she's got a reason to want to do this. Yeah. Um, and she goes in, she holds out her, her trigger, and she runs forward into the, all the commanders. I love that before she turns, she shows it to the handmaids first. So they like, can all run. You, you know what I'm doing, get out of here, essentially. Which actually makes for some of the beautiful shots of this, because you see all the handmaids all running from the, the building, and all, all yeah. the red capes essentially all flowing, is there? Yeah. It's this you know, high up shot, quite far back. Yeah, because uh, obviously it's in slow motion, of course, so you just you get all this red just going and it's, it's very symbolic this idea because obviously you think the bomb is what causes the red it draws blood and i guess in that sense it kind of is it's here here's the almost the foreshadowing of blood yeah, or even the explosion yeah. itself with all the red expanding yeah. out so 
uh, really neat. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, Waterford survived at the very least, but... It'll be interesting to see the, the what the ramifications of this are, though. You know, what actually happens? What's the fallout? Yeah, do they interrogate the handmaids who were there? Um, I, I assume they'll try and find out where she got the, the device. That's it. Do we learn else. where they are? Because... This is a, a big step up for, for the resistance, you know, you know like, you know, we smuggled the odd handmaid out, a bit of a message here, a bit of food there. Yeah, has there, ever, yeah has there ever been an attack like this from the resistance? It, with the exception, because I, I, I remember hearing they were, still, they were still fighting in Florida, like there was actually combat there, but... Yeah, but but how are they getting the bomb in and yes. concealed? You know, that's, that's a tricky question for them to ask. Yeah, so... Big ramifications, I'd imagine. Uh, what they are, I do not know. But uh, it's interesting the idea that this conflict is going to ramp up, and the idea that we have this opposing force trying to take Gilead back in some way. Yeah, no, it's so. very interesting. It's a, it's a definitely a turning point for the season. It feels like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you do feel like it's going to drive a lot of the rest of the plot, probably. Yeah. You know, and, and this is what uh, about halfway. Yeah, six out of thirteen. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, I mean, it makes sense to if we're going to pivot. This is this is where and explore this for the back half. Yeah, we'll have explosions going off while we're giving birth. You get both sides of the drama at the same time. Uh, exactly. Why not? <laughs> no, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. I, I think it's fascinating. Um, and like I say, I, I think Eden's been a really interesting addition to the to the cast. Yeah, of one of the scenes that we didn't talk about was um, where she drops the thing in the room. I can't remember what it was. She oh, the net needle. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. And um, she goes to pick it up, and and soon's like, no, 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 handmaid will do it. That's yeah. what she's there for. Yeah, you're a married woman. Handmaid yeah. will get it. And I like, you know, that's not what the handmaid's there for. She's not a housekeeper. No, no, she, she's there to to just to have the have the kids. No, that, this is just an awful power play. This is just feel like shit because I can boss you around. That's, it, that's it's what her this is. impressing upon in years. Like, okay, let's teach her the ways of this, and, you know, and not the official way. Not, not, these aren't the official rules of the. Okay, this is what oh, people yeah. do, but this is in the households. This is what you can expect. And interesting little June, like because she picks it up and then she's like, "Hey, now you try." Like she tells Eden to drop it as well, so that yeah. June will have to pick it up. And instead of picking it up, June says, "Oh, I've got a cramp." Yeah, I wouldn't want to make it worse for the, for the baby. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll like, go sit down. <laughs> You just you just have a bit of a stare off between her and Serena. Yeah, it's basically this sort of return power play. It's like, yeah, you can't. It's say like, shit don't to don't that. forget, I can pull this out at any time for the next five months. Did you just mean that literally? <laughs> I, I didn't. No. That's, that's a visual in my head. I mean, sure. Plop. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean uh, that that would be one thing for the show to do. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? But uh, that that is uh, that is that's that's Handmaid's Tale, uh, episode six, eventful episode. So uh, let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash TV. You can do that over there. But otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla? <laughs>